This is Top Dogs and Their Humans, and I am Susie Cox. In the 90s, I was Vogue from the hit TV show Gladiators, but these days I'm a presenter, mum of teens, and very proud dog owner. And you know what I've noticed about other dog owners? They love to talk. You'll meet someone walking the dog and they'll tell you their entire life story because they love their dog so much. So on this podcast, I'm snuggling up to some amazing pooches to find out what makes these canines and their owners tick. I'm going to be asking why their dogs are so important to them and who's really top dog. My guest this week is lawyer turned entrepreneur Fran Gubby. Fran is co-founder and owner of Stamptastic Limited an award-winning small business that's wowed parents across the country with its ultimate school uniform hack. Thanks to Fran, no longer do mum and dad need to spend hours sewing or ironing name labels onto their kids' school clothes. Instead, they can just stamp it on with one of Fran's innovative creations. And off they go. But as much as running her own successful business is important to Fran, there's another love in her life. That's none other than Dave a miniature poodle who, as you will hear, has melted her heart despite the fact that Fran was not a dog person. What? Before he turned up. So is Dave top dog? Fran and I chatted back in the summer of 2020 to find out. And hello to Fran Gubby, who is my guest today on the Top Dogs and Their Humans podcast. Hi, Fran. Hi Susie, how are you? I am very, very well. Um, We were just actually discussing off air, but I'm going to mention it, how weird it is that a year ago this week, I was actually interviewing you for my other podcast, I'm going to little drop that in there, Brave Pants podcast with Vogue and the Viking, for a completely different subject matter. However, it was exactly this week, because you now have an 18-year-old, and my daughter's about to turn 15, and we were discussing their previous party escapades on the Mm. podcast I know it's crazy isn't it I mean I feel a bit sorry for my son because he he turned 18 just after the rules changed so we were only allowed six people to celebrate I think if it was my business partner's daughter she would have been devastated because she had a, a party with a lot more people planned um, my son's quite laid back, so we just had something with the grandparents. Um, but yeah, last year, it feels like two weeks ago and and 400 years ago, all at the same time. So how has lockdown, I'm going to call it lockdown, but I mean, lockdown seems such a long time ago, the actual lockdown, but the whole, you know, weirdness of the last sort of six months or so, how's that been for you guys? Just after I did a podcast with you last time, I applied to do the Copperfield Sahara Trek, which should have been this November. And basically, they take 100 people, normally, it's normally women, um, and you fundraise to go along. And I was not, <laughs> I don't know if I really wanted to do it or not, but I I, I got accepted, I think 700 people apply. And, and you apply, they so I hope they don't actually, yeah, yeah. I want to do a good thing. But actually, I'd be quite pleased if they don't accept. Yeah, me. I don't know why I put myself <laughs> through things like this. Anyway, Literally, I got the call. It was the the week week after lockdown, and I was, you know, anxiety levels are really high. And we were walking the dog, and I got the call saying, you know, would you still like to come? We'd like you to do it with us. So, the whole trek, fundraising for it and training for it, that's been a really, really, really good distraction because yeah. the invite to do that literally came. I think the second or first week. So a purpose, a different sort of focus. Yeah, absolutely. And I was doing a a training walk this this weekend, just gone with some um, 
women that I didn't really know I've only met through doing the the walk the the trek and six of us of course only six of us and we were doing this walk and I was talking about how you know the the fundraising and being part of it had really helped me during lockdown and I just literally burst into tears Susie yeah and I just I don't know where it came from and I think when you when I when I I also we'd had to change the fundraising platform that we're on we were on something called Everyday Hero which was owned by Just Giving and Just Giving wanted everybody to move over to the Just Giving platform so when I moved over and I wanted to keep all the comments so everyone had left such lovely comments so I cut and pasted them all oh over to the goodness. Just Giving page. And I, I looked back and I, I just made me think, my gosh, you know, I've raised nearly £5,000 in incredible. It wasn't just me saying to someone, can you donate? Yeah, I, it's yeah. through selling cakes. It's been through, through doing Instagram one-to-ones. Um, people you don't know as well. I remember I saw you comment on that. You know, it's not like just all oh, your friendship groups. It's, it's No, amazing. I mean, so I've been doing one-hour Instagram one-to-one sessions with other small businesses, and I've just been charging them £20 for that. So I'm not a social media expert. However, I have got skills that I can pass on to other people. So that was really good because I felt that I could help other small businesses with helping yeah. them with their Instagram. They could pay twenty quid, and yeah. for which would go straight to Copperfield. Amazing. And if and if they weren't happy with it, then at the end of the day, it was a twenty quid donation to charity. Exactly. So, um, so that was really good because you know when you're fundraising, you don't want to hammer your family and friends all all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, especially during that period because a lot of people have really struggled, you know, businesses, as we know, our mutual friend and oh, lovely gym that we both, no. that's how I met Fran. We used to train at a lovely gym in Richmond um, called One Performance. And unfortunately, you know, during this period, they've had to close as many, many businesses and many, especially in the health oh. industry. Um, it's been really tough for a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, exactly. Don't Asking people for money when people aren't working or able to work is, yeah. is tough. But I think also people were in that, like you were an emotional you know state obviously when you went on your walk you know it's probably built up a whole period of emotions and they all just got let out that weekend um yeah definitely you know a lot of people have had to change and adapt and completely I suppose just try and stay focused and stay positive throughout it all which I think is a really tough thing so what has kept you other than the the walk obviously we need to bring Dave into the mix because Dave is a new recruit to your family yeah how old is he now we're talking about Dave the dog sorry not her husband he's just um he's just turned one oh bless end of August and what is Dave again what what he is a toy poodle and we decided to get well my family had been nagging me for a dog for years and years and years and years and I never grew up with pets we never had a dog we had a cat and I think we gave we I, we got the cat from my sister and I think we ended up giving my parents ended up giving up the the cat away on her birthday which is a bit harsh oh, because it was a God. bit mental the cat so <laughs> we had I think I had a goldfish and I don't think I noticed the goldfish died until about you know a year later so oh my God. we were never a pet family my I'm not really focused on animals at that point no no my my I think my mum had grown up her dad was a porter in a posh block of flats in right. London so she wasn't allowed to have pets um and my my dad never had pets so we we never had pets so I've always said no to having a dog I've Jeff Jeff has got cats and when I met him he had a cat so he he feels like because I met him and he had a cat we've always got to have a cat I can't say no the cat Jeff Jeff is Fran's husband by the way yeah yeah, if I if I have Jeff he has to come with a cat so (laughs) so we got two we got two cats and I thought I don't I don't want any more pets but 
I actually went to stay with my sister and they had bought a toy poodle puppy and he was so well behaved and her kids adored him and I just saw how much joy he brought to their family so I actually I looked into getting one and couldn't really find I wanted to get one from the same breed I couldn't find one and then just gave up. And then we were on holiday in Spain. And you know what Spanish people are like sitting outside in cafes yeah. with their little dogs on their laps. And my daughter and my husband and my son were saying how much they wanted a dog. And I just said, well, we can get one. And they all... Good. Jeff Jeff was on board for the dog as well. He wasn't just pro-cat. He, oh, he no, was on Jeff, board for the dog. Oh, Jeff would have a whole farm if he could. So I, I, I said, yes. I said, oh, well, I've been trying to get one, but it has to be a toy poodle. And they all literally nearly fell off their chairs. And Uh that was in the October half term. Uh And then when we came back, we had got a puppy within four days. We drove to Peterborough, took us about four hours, picked the puppy up, came back. Yeah. And then our life has never been the same since. Oh, we love Dave. So in that sort of circumstance, obviously, they were waiting for you to say yes. Yeah. Uh, Does that mean that you are the top dog of the house? Always Dave top dog. Or Dave is probably top dog at the moment. Top dog as in meaning like, you know, final decision, run the show, as in respect. With with Jeff and I, it's really difficult because some decisions ultimately are me and some some are him. I think we're probably quite a good partnership. Okay, good answer. Yeah, I don't know that either either is a top dog because I've got, you know, on Instagram, I call him hashtag jobs for Jeff. Yes. And there is a very long list of jobs for jobs for Jeff. And he and he 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 just refuses to do them. So that clearly means that I'm not I'm not top dog. But um, I am with some things. But with the the pet, I just said, if you if you got a dog, because his brother, um his my my sister-in-law said she didn't want a dog she didn't want a dog and my brother-in-law went out and bought the dog and bought the dog home and I think that's really risky um and I I, at one point I thought Jeff might do that and I just said if you do that I will I will leave well I was going to say has there ever been an instance where you've had to choose between the dog or a person but that's pretty much that's what you sort of said to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at that point, I just, I just didn't want to be tricked into having a dog yeah. because it's, you know, like I, I would have felt very uncomfortable about that, and I needed to be on board with the decision really. And it took yeah. a long time to get used to it, the idea. And and also, when I was about three, I had a, a very unpleasant situation with a dog. My, okay. we were walking through our local. Um, small park really where I grew up and my sister was in one of those very low McLaren push chairs and I was holding my mum's hand I think we must have been coming back from play school or something and this big dog I mean it probably wasn't that big Susie but I was three so everything every dog enormous it was enormous and it it came over and the owner it ran over really fast and the owner was calling it and it wouldn't go back to the owner so that scared me instantly I think my mum was worried because my sister was strapped into the pushchair very sure. low down. Yeah. yeah, I was running around my mum and the pushchair. The dog was following me and the dog wouldn't go back to the owner. And I was absolutely petrified. petrified. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think because my mum had not been around dogs as yeah. well, yeah. she didn't know what to do. My sister yeah. was crying. And it was a really early memory. It's a really fun only, day out. <laughs> it was a really fun day out. But I was only three and I remember, yeah. I remember it Absolutely. vividly. I remember it vividly. So I really had to be on board with having a dog. Sure. At about the same age, I think I was at nursery school, so I must have only been about three, three and a half. And I was completely obsessed and completely loved any animals, mainly because I didn't have any at home. But, you know, my mum was petrified of dogs. 
And I only found out recently, actually, she's been scared of dogs because when she grew up, you know, she's in her 70s, dogs were sort of just roaming around the street. People didn't have, they had them as pets, but they were just like out and about, you know, where she grew up. They weren't on leads and, you know, pampered pooches. They were just dogs. They were in your front garden. And if they got out in the gate and ran around, they just came back. And so she's always been petrified for that reason. Whereas I just was naturally just obsessed and loved them. And I remember going, I was a friend of mine from nursery. And my mum came to pick me up and they had two Great Danes. <gasps> and my mum literally opened the door. And there's these two enormous, literally enormous dogs and this tiny child of hers, bearing in mind she's petrified <laughs> of dogs. And she's just like, oh, my God. You know, she's been petrified ever since. I, you know, Actually, amazingly, she's looked after my dogs loads and she's overcome that fear and actually loves it. I mean, we had Jack Russell, so Jack Russell's generally a smaller breed, tend to be people are slightly more comfortable around them just because of the size thing it doesn't mean they're necessarily an easier dog to look after however people just the size things can be really quite scary for people but I've had the opposite where people have had you know I've met people who are really pro dogs you know love dogs have dogs and they're terrified of little yappy sort of snappy dogs because they've had a weird experience that's really funny because I don't like yappy dogs but also I'm really I'm still scared of really really big dogs so I'm kind of 100% with your mum I think that would be really well it's um, a natural instinct thing isn't it something's like really big you're quite scared of it but if something's small although saying that I'm scared of spiders (laughs) I I think I can deal deal now more with with smaller dogs but I we were in the park the other day and um, Jeff isn't really afraid of any any dogs any animals but we were in the park the other day and there was this dog on a really really long lead and I, I don't know the, the whole name but it was a Mexican dog right and it, it didn't have any hair and oh, it was okay. really really it was really really big and um Dave, Dave kind of stopped in his tracks and looked at this dog and wasn't sure so we, we put him on the lead yeah and then the owner was like, yeah, don't worry. He's really fine. He's really safe. He's really friendly. But I think all all, all, all dog owners say that, regardless of how friendly their dogs are. Anyway, so Dave was kind of sniffing around this dog and it was all going fine. And Jeff was like, Fran, come and feel this dog. Like, stroke this dog. He's like, his fur is like, he hasn't, doesn't have any hair. It's like rubber because it was this literally oh, this hairless weird. dog. So I went, I don't know what I was thinking. So I went over to stroke it. And do you watch Friday Night Dinner? Yes. So Jim I did. I did the thing Wilson. that. Yeah, I did the thing that Jim does with Wilson. <laughs> I kind of put my push. I can like this. Is, you could visually. Yeah, see I can visually. I'm doing it. I put I'm doing my it. hand out, and then I just kind of went and moved my hand away, which is the um, worst thing to do with dogs. I know, but it was just yeah. instinct. And of yeah. course, then the then the dog just was like really wanted me. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat her I'm gonna have yeah. that girl for dinner oh my um, god so I still am very nervous around but dogs. I think you know dogs you know you don't know all dogs history and I always say even though I'm completely like Jeff probably with with animals and dogs generally I'm still so you can just sense and also with my own dogs I know and I don't know whether Dave does this as well maybe he's a bit young at the moment but they sense my bigger dog Yogi specifically senses people you know, whether they're either very nervous of dogs or just he's just a bit wary. They must people must just give off some sort of, I don't know, aroma or they do know, that they can sense. And there's certain dogs, certain people that he just doesn't like. Whereas ninety nine percent of people, you know, he's obviously more wary when people come into the house. You know, they're both rescues, so there's a little insecurity and sort of issues with both of them anyway. But you know, outside they're fine, but in the house they're, they're that little bit more protective, and more so because less people have been coming to the house and than we would normally have here. You know, a house is literally like open house, party house, social, you know, den of Kingston. 
But since obviously during all these COVID rules, we've had a lot less people mm. in the house. So when people do come, they're always a bit more cautious. Well, it takes a little bit for them to settle in. And then once, you know, then, then they're your best friend and they want to sit on top of you and cuddle you and well, I, I don't know what we're going to do because Dave doesn't like to be apart from Jeff for a millisecond. Oh, really? So David's top dog then. That <sighs> is it. I'm sorry, you've just, you've just said it now. In the beginning, Jeff was having to come and sleep downstairs with him because he was howling. Oh, my we didn't, yeah, it was a bit of anxiety. It, yeah, it was a bit of a disaster. And now he just wakes up really early and Jeff has to come downstairs. It's like having a baby. Why don't you, have you tried like giving, not that I'm an expert, but um, the like a jumper of his that smells of him and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, we tried tried we've tried we've tried tried all of that I mean I think he needs to go and speak to um the trader lady that we had before again but you see that was we got him in October and he was still really really young when the lockdown happened and then of course like you say less people have been around you know less places to go like before maybe Jeff could have gone out for the day I mean now he just he literally just takes Dave everywhere with him you know I don't know if you, yeah, you know yeah. but Jeff qualified as to be a private pilot oh right no I did not know that yeah so he goes out he's hires this little plane and goes out in this plane and he takes Dave with him oh my god that's so cool he's what? a flying dog I know it's like that, that was, there was a tv program when we were kids with this woman in a plane I can't on BBC uh, I can't like remember flying doctors or something. yes and she know. she took this dog in the, Has in he got the plane. Like, you know Biggles hat and goggles and he put something what did he take he took something a household implement or something to put around his head it was something completely inappropriate oh. but he thought he go, they go to the channel islands and on some of these channel islands like dave is like a celebrity i know so oh yeah they can't God. be separated that is so cute <laughs> i was gonna say you have to start a new hashtag to dave won't you because you've got like jobs for jeff it could be like dave's days out or something <laughs> oh I know I know well I think I think I can't be posting on my work Instagram about Jeff and Dave going out for a day in the plane because I think god people think who the hell who in the hell is oh this family I mean, like I'm not yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm not buying anything from them it's like yeah. a private jet yeah. like, no. you know, not like swanning off no, to Marbella yeah. for the weekend oh, although, I although, um, although <laughs> you know should we should we yeah I think oh so, okay, rules in your house for Dave. Um, are there rules, set rules, and who makes the rules and who breaks the rules? Well, I, I make the rule, rules and Jeff breaks the rules. <laughs> and Dave... What about the kids, though? Do they follow the same rules or do they just have their own rules and just ignore them? Oh, the kid, what, the rules for my kids or Dave's oh, no, rules? Rule, yeah, following Dave's rules for the dog. Um, so Dave isn't allowed in my bedroom and I didn't right. really want him in any bedrooms. But now, so that we can try and get Jeff to get some sleep, we let the yeah. Dave go down into the kids' bedrooms, which I think right. they quite like. So that's obviously a rule that's broken. Yeah. Um, he obviously wasn't allowed on the sofas. But it does. But, like, literally the first yeah. day he came back. I mean, how can you not? He's just, like, this tiny thing that fits in your hand. Okay. So um, we don't feed him when we're at the table, and Jeff yeah. doesn't feed him at the table. So that's quite good. Yeah. Um, the kids don't really go and walk him on their own. I knew that wouldn't. I knew that wouldn't. So they wanted anyway. the dog, but they didn't want. So I was going to say they wanted the dog, but they're not keen on doing any of the no teachers. No, although I have to say, my eldest, when Jeff has been away, 
I and and in lockdown, I did say, right, you have got to take him out. I think in the beginning, it's it's you're a bit nervous because you're worrying about taking him out and take him off the lead and yeah. not know what, what his yeah. re- recall is going to be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also when we, Richmond Park was shut, so we would go down to um, the big park at Pools in the Park, but there were a few people, and you were allowed your dog off the lead there, yeah. but there were a few people who had their dogs on the lead and they didn't want your dog going over to sure. them. Yeah, yeah. But that's it's very really difficult. Annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really difficult because they need to be socialised and yeah. they, you know, Dave just wanted to have a quick sniff and then eventually he would come back. So... So I think my daughter found that quite stressful. Yeah, it can be. I actually sort of compare having, as you know, with you know, small children and dogs pretty similarly. You oh, know, they're oh. sort of... It's exactly know, the same. It's the same. You know, it's like I hated going to like children's like play groups, like baby groups mm. with a very spirited child, shall we say. Mm. Um, and it's the same if you have a spirited dog <laughs> or lively dog, you know, mighty dogs, especially people obviously have been socialising in parks and small groups and having picnics during this lovely weather. <laughs> and yeah. my smallest dog specifically loves to go and say hello. And to join, join in. Them, join them in their mm. picnic at any opportunity. So again, like you, letting her, off, letting her off the lead, she just, and she's so speedy, she's like a little rabbit, just straight over, you know, straight through their picnic blanket and around and jumps over everything. You know, most people are very, very good about it. But you literally have to scan the park for picnic areas and keep her on the lead sort of around those and then let her off when there's spaces. So... Yeah, it's been a bit more tricky. So I tend to sort of mm. take them along the river and then there's less people sitting out on picnics along the river. But you see... And you have all the fishermen. Dave doesn't have any... Um, he's got better, but he doesn't have any kind of... Not You don't need it for the river, obviously, but road awareness. So if, right, if, yeah, if yeah. we were going along the river path, yeah, um, he wouldn't stick to one side and yeah. you know he's a bit he would be a bit of a hazard he might be better now it is funny isn't it like if you're a pedestrian you don't like the pe- you don't like the cyclist if you're a yeah. cyclist you don't like and and I know from cycling how irritating it is I mean I once was nearly is it garroted the word like literally there was someone with their they were stood one side their dog yeah. was on the other side and I nearly <laughs> just like went head over heels because the their lead was all the way across oh the path yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm kind of in both camps I am a dog owner but you know I do have a lot of those feelings of you know if you have a dog and I was discussing this yesterday yesterday with my stepdaughter just because you have a dog you can't assume that when you go to somebody's house that you can take the dog or do you know what I mean like you have to be mindful that other that your dog doesn't always take priority in yeah, everything but I don't actually go and visit people who don't like dogs <laughs> no, well you can't but then you, yeah, but you, you can't go and stay can you, you can't go and stay no. with someone no, no, who, no, no, no. yeah but you know the difficult see in our family my dad grew up in India and had dogs from, from very young so he's very you know he was not around anymore unfortunately but very very pro dogs and loved dogs loved having my dogs in the house and his house and stuff and my mum's obviously been a bit scared but mm. overcoming it and doing you know pretty well I've had dogs since I was in my 20s so she's had to deal with it really whereas my brother literally would, would if we were going to visit my brother at his house he'd be like when well, you can't bearing in mind I used to have a tiny Jack Russell who was ancient you know sort of mm. recent years barely moved uh it couldn't be left for long periods of time he'd be like yeah but you can't bring fidget I'm like what so, so what did you do then so I wasn't well, coming then <laughs> or we'd come well, obviously we'd go but we'd you know put it we had big vans we'd leave her in the car it just you know put her in a corner somewhere I was like well I can't not come and leave the dog or I'd have to get someone to come and let her out or you know as you do as you would do but it's like well okay we don't bring your children to my house 
I don't like children. Don't bring your children to my house. <laughs> no, he's very good. And to be honest, he's—it's just he's really nervous around them. Just doesn't doesn't get dogs. Doesn't want them. I mean, he's had like guinea pigs. He's had all sorts of random animals, weird animals. Like, in his I house. do get it. I do get it because my stepdaughter got a, a puppy not long after us. She's got a Japanese Spitz, and he. You know, she absolutely adores him and I can mm. see it. But obviously every time she comes here now, and she comes here quite a lot, every time she mm. comes here now, she brings her dog, Oscar. Yeah. And I am not as comfortable around Oscar as sure. I am around yeah. Dave. So I what I think it's an evolving process. I I I kind of love Dave, mm. but I wouldn't say that I have embraced being a dog lover completely I'm, I'm right. on the yeah. journey I would yeah, say yeah, yeah. yeah well that's fair enough it's very new mm. to you even mm. you had him a year yeah baby I don't know what it is and why I was sort of born with this like love of dogs but I just absolutely love them and I'm always drawn and speak to anyone with a dog hence doing this podcast because I just thought I love to talk about dogs yeah it's a cool idea have you noticed this when you take the dog out you talk to other dog owners and you talk you can tell them you know people tell you their life story through their dog you know, these people you've never met before and people you would never, ever normally probably, you might say hello or good morning or whatever to you, but you wouldn't have a conversation with yeah. on the fact that they have a dog. Well, one of the reasons I haven't, I haven't said yet, but one of the reasons why I wanted to get a dog was because Jeff's in his mid 50s and was doing absolutely no exercise whatsoever mm-hmm. and had doesn't have a great diet. And um, he lost his dad. Um, his dad died. I don't know why I say lost his dad. I think that's a really silly thing to say. His dad died yes. last year. And his dad actually um, exercised quite a lot, mm-hmm. even into, you know, even after he'd had a stroke and even into his late 80s. And I was kind of saying to Jeff, look, you know, you need to come to the gym. You need to come and see Mike at the gym. Yeah. You need to do something because you know, you're not really doing anything. And, I th- and I've been saying it to him for ages and he didn't respond. So there's him being in charge. Another jobs for Jeff, you see. But then after his dad died, I think he felt like he needed to do something. But he still, I still couldn't get him to come to the gym. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I said that we could get a dog was because I thought it would get Jeff out of the house, um, <laughs> which would benefit my benefit me with my husband being out. Yeah, but benefit me being my husband out of the house, but also um, getting him to have some exercise. for the love of Jeff. So literally. he he um, obviously goes out to and walks the dog, and he is so antisocial normally. Mm-hmm. I think he might be slightly on the spectrum. He's not going to listen to this, but he's so antisocial. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, in any social, some, most of the time now, like, you know, we've been together so long. If I go to a, in, out into a social occasion, I'll more often than not go on my own. Not not mm. because we leave separate lives, but because he doesn't want to go. And it's doesn't want to hard, enjoy it. Yeah. And then you work. don't enjoy it because you're yeah, thinking he's yeah, running a yeah. rubbish time. Yeah. So yeah. And suddenly he's become like Mr. Chatty, Mr. Popular. <laughs> we just go into like Richmond a bit to go to Kew Green and grab a coffee or something. He will talk to everybody. Is this talking to people with the dogs or people he knows you have dogs? It just pops into. Or people who just like, you know, are like, oh, that's a cute dog. He's like, well, he's called, he's called Dave. He's, yeah. and, and he will talk to them for ages. And, and then Dave is in charge because if Dave wants to have a sniff or a wee or anything, we have yeah. to wait. If Dave is sniffing or playing with another dog. You know, the other people clearly want to get away. Jeff is like, no, we'll just let him play or hang around. So, this husband of mine who's completely introverted and antisocial um, 
now, you know, like everybody, when he goes to the Richmond Green, everybody knows Dave. Um, he's, Jeff's got all these people he now talks to. Well, like Dave I, has his own plane, for goodness sake. Yeah, and so when I go to Guernsey, everybody knows, everybody knows Dave. So I think that's good. But I think that also people are more comfortable talking about something that isn't themselves. So obviously Jeff's oh, yeah. not into talking about himself unlike you and I. um, So having that sort of third person, if you like, to talk about, it's like when people have children, so you talk about the children, you never talk about yourself, it's always the children, so it's like talking about... Yeah, you know, like, it's it's the kind of braggy thing, isn't it? Like, you, if if your kid does something, oh, my kid's got their five metre badge, you want to tell, you know, swimming, you want to tell everybody, but you know you're being a bit braggy and a bit of a dick. With the dog, it's not so much being braggy, it's just like, like, he loves it, he loves the attention, he absolutely... Jeff loves the attention. I was going to say, who? Dave, that Dave, that Dave gets. But Jeff yeah. probably secretly loves it as well. And I think he's, he's living the attention through Dave. And I think he thinks, yeah. crikey, I should have got a dog, you know, 30 years ago because the amount of attention. I have a friend who did that with his child. Walk the child along the uh, oh, front and talk to ladies. You know, it was like Joey. You know, remember in Friends when Joey mm. and Chandler pretended that they owned that child, that whoever's child it was, from oh, the episode, and they were trying to pick up girls. And oh yeah, yeah. He basically reenacted that many times. <clears throat> Nothing happened. Yeah. He just like the attention. He loved the attention because people go, oh, there's this really cute little kid in a buggy. And so yeah, I think I get it. So that's basically what Jeff's doing. He's using. <laughs> <laughs> Not from ladies. (laughs) Has Dave got any talents or is there anything really, really, really embarrassing that he's ever done out in public? Yeah, I mean, he's only one, so, you know, he hasn't really had that much time to embarrass himself completely yet. Not really. I mean, we've taught him a few tricks, which is quite exciting. Um, He can do the normal, like, you know, sit, lie, spin and roll over so that's not very good that's very good though he he is quite cute because he he we were taking up him up to the park and trying to get him to swim and he would kind of paddle around paddle around and he would never go in but um it's funny because I was mentioned earlier about you know your kid swimming Mm. the five meters badge but he last couple of weeks went in and actually swam and that was like the proud parent moment when your 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 puppy or your dog goes and actually swims for the first time because not all dogs can swim I really didn't really think that. I thought all dogs can swim there's I, I put it on my stories there's a video clip and it's sort of the guy around his swimming pool and he's got two dogs sort of like French bulldog type dogs from what I can see and he's got like a little like spa pool thing and he runs and the, one of the dogs tries to run after him slips and falls back and just sinks <gasps> in this pool he noted luckily he sees it because obviously on a security camera in the back of his house notices runs jumps in and just lifts this dog out and it's like oh. well, unless this dog just has an aversion to water or just lazy never, yeah <laughs> i don't know he just literally just sank and just didn't like look like he was trying to move to to get out i don't know what was going on anyway but yeah, most dogs you think, I mean, I'm, I'm, my small dogs, I used to like, they hold above the water and they do that sort of legs moving like they're in, a, you know, paddling, doing doggy paddle at, in the yeah. air before you put them in. But my big dog absolutely hates the water. He will really? not go in. Yes, yeah, so I don't actually know whether he can swim because he's so like long and gangly that to cool him off, like, you know, if it's really hot weather or like mm. when near a lake or something, you literally yeah. have to pick him up and put him in and then tip water <laughs> over him. He will not go in to swim. And, you know, my little... Jack Russell, she'll just fly in, you know, you throw a ball or a stick or something, she'll mm. just jump straight in. He stands about 20 metres away, just in case someone 
might get him it doesn't mind getting wet it doesn't mind getting wet as in like cool down water poured gently over him or he'll go in sort of paddle in and, and get a drink in a, in a pond or something for out for a long walk but he won't go in if he thinks he's gonna get totally splashed he's such a baby he's a big dog but he's so like a little baby he's it's hilarious absolutely hilarious like taking to the vets when you come back you know we've been abroad we've taken to france and when you come back, you have to get this worming tablet. I, I didn't take him last time because it's just so embarrassing. <laughs> this enormous dog just crying. and like It's like you're stabbing him or chopping his arm off. Literally, it's like that amount of drama that comes out. So obviously, we talked about you know getting Jeff to exercise and obviously getting Dave out there. But I know you specifically uh, like to get out and do a lot of exercise because obviously you work from home. Um, mm-hmm. it, which is quite a long period of time, obviously, with your lovely laptop. Mm. Um, so getting out and doing stuff. So do, do you obviously walk, Dave, as and when you can to have some time away and time out and help deload? I was at one point in July walking him um, yeah. because I was doing this 14-day relay, virtual relay thing. Right. Actually, I need to send you an invite for that for you okay. to join in. Okay. But I, I'm as part of the Copper, Copperfield fundraising thing. Right. Um, but actually, no, I don't. I don't. I don't walk him. Jeff. Right. Jeff. Okay. Him. And that's partly because if I walk him, it just becomes another, another job for me yep. to do. Because whilst it is pleasurable, it still mm. is a job that needs to be done. So it just becomes another job for me. And. I when we got when we got a puppy I I very much said you know he can't be my my responsibility yeah yeah. so I don't tend to walk him although in lockdown it was in the very very early stages of lockdown when I was too scared to go out on my own it was really really good and I would go out with Jeff and Dave and even if it was just like a 20 minute walk into Sheen Woods was really really good really good for my mental health health so Mm -hmm. I do think that having a dog if it gets you out of the house is a brilliant 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 thing to do because sometimes if I'm feeling like my mental health is dipping I don't want to go out but of course the best thing to do is to go out but you don't go out it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse so um yeah so that's why I think it's also hard just going for a walk I you know because I've always had dogs I suppose for the last 20 odd years not to just go for a walk I don't find that as pleasurable as taking the dogs for a walk yeah I agree if you have a dog you have to go out and so that's and socialize and like you say talk to other people it it engages you in the world outside socially someone who's excited to see you when you come home as well you know they're always 99.9 percent unless they've got a cone of shame on or you know put them in water but Uh, you also when you go out for a walk with a dog like you're saying it was you enjoyed it more when you were on your than when you're on your own and I agree with that when I'm going for a walk on my own so like if I'm doing a training training trek I I wouldn't tend to go out for a a stroll on my own but when you go out with your dog I think you feel like you are you're going out for a purpose so you I don't know sometimes if I'm going out for a walk on my own I might feel like I'm a bit of a plank or like a bit like like I don't know when you're with a dog you don't feel like that because you 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 just are walking your dog there's yeah. something weird about yeah. it you're just going out with your dog yeah so, yeah exactly so uh we're now at the point where I'm going to ask you the question <laughs> um so if you Fran were a dog what dog would you be and why 
Okay, so as you know, I'm not, I've only just recently got a dog, so I don't know much about breeds. But what I do know is that I think I'd like to be one of those little dogs that gets carried around in bags. So I don't (laughs) mind which breed, is it like a chihuahua or something? But it means that I would get carried to really nice events and would get lots of nice food, be really pampered and you know, because they, they groom you really well, don't they? And they dress and they you in nice... lots of really out, nice outfits. Yeah, and dress you in nice clothes. And so, and perhaps like my owner would be like someone like Paris Hilton. So oh, I, I love travel, it. travel the world. So that's what kind of dog I would A-list. Be. A-list I'd be like... dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, nothing, you know, ordinary for you, my lovely. Just so I didn't have to do any work anymore didn't have to look after the kids I I instead of looking after everybody else you could be looked after yeah it's all about you yeah I love that thank you thank you for that that's a great one um okay and now if you wouldn't mind so each guest we invite to showcase or highlight a charity which is very very important to them or they'd like to talk about so what charity would you like to talk about? So when um, Emma and I, when our business won the Best Digital Award at the Small Awards in, gosh, when was it? Was it to only last year? It was It was in May last year. Um, one of the guest speakers was someone called Dr. Amit Patel, right. who um, on Twitter and Instagram, he is um, blind dad, I think, and he has a dog called Kika, right. who has her own, um, own Twitter account I think she has about 20,000 followers Uh he um, was a doctor and he lost his sight overnight and he did a big inspirational talk so I think the charity I would nominate would be guide dogs for the blind because that's where he got Kika brilliant well that's it well thank you thank you thank you Fran from Stamptastic thank you for having me thank you to Fran and Dave obviously <laughs> for starring and um, being our guest today we haven't actually heard Dave in the background um he's with Jeff he, obviously <laughs> obviously um so yeah amazing thank you so much for giving us your time and lots of chat about Dave and um enjoy Dave forevermore oh thank you it's been really nice catching up Susie and uh, yeah thank you for inviting me and that is all for this episode of top dogs and their humans make sure you join in the conversation online you can follow the podcast on instagram at Susie cox live and at top dogs and the humans or use the hashtag tdath t-d-a-t-h if you can subscribe rate and review it really helps bring more people to our podcast And so does telling a friend about us. Or how about someone you've met while out walking your dog? I'll be back next time with another great guest. But until then, keep those top dog tails wagging. (coughs) Top Dogs and Their Humans is produced by Birdline Media. (coughs) 